Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Plus Model Radio. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, January 5th, 2009, the first show of the new year. So, Happy New Year. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, I've got a great show lined up for you this evening. First, I got to give a big shout out to my Isha, who has been nominated for a Grammy and the Best Urban Alternative Performance for her song, Wanna Be. Now, if you don't remember, Maisha appeared on Plus Model Radio on episode 12. And at the end of that interview, I said, and I quote, we'll be looking for you on the Grammy soon. So I called it, y'all. So if you missed uh, her interview on our show, go to the archives and listen to her interview again. And congrats again, Maisha. That's awesome. Secondly, Venus Divas, the sister site to Plus Model Magazine, has an all-new curvy community. So if you haven't checked it out already, make sure you go and sign up for your own profile. I'm on there. Add me as a friend and check out all the cool new features the site has to offer. And lastly, if you're on Facebook, make sure you add the Plus Model Magazine, Plus Model Radio, and Shanice Lewis fan pages. You have three to add. So make sure if you have a Facebook profile, you connect to all three profiles on there. So tonight is our blonde bombshell show, including me because I'm rocking the blonde hair right now. So joining us tonight later will be Chantel, a.k.a. Little Mama and actress Lindsay Hollister. But first up is Leslie Delano. Leslie Delano is a high fashion photographer specializing in capturing the essence of plus size models. Before working as a photographer, she was already a veteran in the fashion industry, having worked as a model and a makeup artist. Leslie's work in documentary filmmaking led her to focus on plus size photography as a means of altering the fashion industry's perception of beauty. She likes to photograph plus-size models in high-fashion, edgy spreads, encouraging women of all sizes to visualize themselves as models. Leslie is one of the top plus photographers in Los Angeles with a plus client list that has included Kiona, Savota, B&Lou, Cherish Woman, Monique C, Beauty Plus Power, and Plus Model Magazine. Leslie also shoots models for top agencies in New York and L.A., such as Brand, Wilhelmina, Ford, Click, and Next. So let's welcome Leslie to the show. Hi, Leslie. Are you there? I am. Do you hear me? Well, yes. Okay, Thank you so much. You, you got through. Thank you. I did. Thank you. Yes. So 
you started in the industry as a model and makeup artist. So what made you change your career to photography? Well, I did modeling when I was really young, actually, when I was in college. Um, mm-hmm. I was a straight-sized model, and then I was always been interested in doing movies, so I learned how to do special effects makeup. So that's actually the kind of makeup I did more than regular, pretty commercial makeup. Oh, okay. Um, so I was actually working in films, and uh, I wrote and directed a couple of movies, horror movies, and then decided to move into documentaries. And I was starting some pre-production on a documentary series that I was going to do on body image. Mm-hmm. And funding kind of went downhill when uh, 911 hit. A lot of a lot of things went wrong. So. I needed to change direction quickly, and I didn't know what I should do, but everybody was saying, oh, you've always been a good photographer. You know, you take friends, pictures of your friends who are models. Why don't you try that? So I thought, all right, I'll give it a shot. And uh, I shot, I think Christian was my first plus model. I went to the plus model board. So you never went to photography school or anything? No, I went to film school, more for directing. But he kind of taught you the, the skills to do both. Yeah, and I and I taught myself too. I, I studied magazines a lot because back when I started, which was two thousand and one, it, people were still using film, digital, oh, wasn't okay, prominent okay. as it is now, which is sad. <laughs> I like <laughs> film, um, so I just I bought all the European magazines and just studied the lighting and taught myself. Okay, if the light's coming from this direction, you get this effect, and so on and so forth. And I I, I paid attention when I was a model too, as to mm-hmm. how they would get the effects and how oh how do you get the skin to look so smooth? Because back then they didn't have Photoshop either. Right, you right. Light. You reflectors so I worked with some good photographers and I just remembered what they had done so that was helpful to me I had that as a background so how did documentary filmmaking lead you into shooting plus-size models well when I was doing the the pre-production on the documentary um, I was in New York and I talked to Kate Dillon and Natalie McLaughlin some big names plus models with Wilhelmina Mm -hmm. Um, and I just as I was they're so beautiful. These girls are so beautiful. And they were telling me that a lot of photographers won't shoot them, that they, a lot of photographers won't shoot plus-size girls. And I just thought that was so ridiculous because right. these girls are gorgeous and there's no excuse for it. So I thought, you know what, if they won't do it, I will. Um, so because I wanted to, to do the body image thing and I, that got kind of rerouted, I decided, mm-hmm. well, I'll express my opinions of the fashion industry this way, you know, and I'll become, you know, a plus-size photographer and mm-hmm. shoot models the way straight-size models are shot. So why should it be different? Right. So you aren't a plus-size woman. So was it hard to break into the industry, or were you automatically accepted? Um, I never had a problem. I think it helps that I'm a woman in general. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm hardly a twig. I'm just, like, normal size now. Mm-hmm. Um, back when I was modeling, straight size uh, was 6'8", and even some 10s, which is now in New York considered plus size. So right. the industry changed a lot since when I was working. You know, I, I would be plus size now even as a model, not as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had never had any problem uh, uh, with people saying, oh, she won't know how to do this because she's not big. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, I, I have a, a female crew, and I make it real comfortable, and everybody laughs, and, and I get everybody high on sugar all the time because all I have is chocolate <laughs> in my house. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's all good. I mean, I've, I've never been had anybody say, you don't know, what, how would you know what it's like? Because right. I know how to make people look good. I mean, women's bodies are women's bodies, and, and certain angles work and certain ones don't, and I know that as a woman and as a photographer. Right. 
So when shooting models, do you generally prefer to work with agency rap girls? Um, I do, and I'll tell you why. Because testing is expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, to test with me, because I do use a team, I believe you get the best pictures when you have a fashion stylist, hair, makeup, and me, and I, usually I need an assistant. You know, it's going to run about 750 mm-hmm. And the girls who come who don't have an agency, to spend that kind of money and then go to an agency, and they might say, oh, okay, these pictures are good, but you need different kinds of pictures, or you need to go shoot in New York, or you need to do this. It's like don't spend the money on pictures. And I tell all girls this. I say don't spend the money on pictures until you get signed because these agents can look at a Polaroid or they can look at a digital snapshot and tell whether you've got potential. Mm-hmm. So there, there are a lot of photographers who will say, oh, yeah, shoot with me, and I guarantee you'll get signed, and, and I'll take but your money and all true. that. But I won't, yeah, I won't do that because I think that's wrong. I, and it's a lot of money to invest as a model. For, for the plus girls, they have to pay for portfolios and cards, and, and it, I'm not going to charge somebody money you know, who's not signed because then they may not get it and they've wasted the money unless they are you know, trust fund babies who want nice pictures on their walls or something. But Right, right. So that's why I, I tend. I know I have the reputation of shooting people who are signed, but that's why because I don't. I think the agents don't need incredible pictures to take you. It's, right. They can see the potential. So they can then then they'll send them to me. So I'll get them one way or another. So what sets your photography apart from others? Um, there's so many good photographers out there. Uh, I think. The only thing that I could say that I, I try to do a little differently is, is I like like Nylon Magazine and the more edgy way that they're kind of trying these things in the straight size industry, and I don't see much of that in plus size photography. Um, mm-hmm. I think that kind of relates to how society views plus size people in general. It's sort of mm-hmm. like, oh, you're big, so you're not cool, and you should go shop at Walmart. And a lot of the clothes are made that way, and they're photographed, really boring catalog stuff. And I think that's ridiculous. I think you can be amazing looking at any size. So I try to shoot the same way I would shoot a size 2 for nylon or Vogue or W or whatever, because it's, it's, it's just a different size. It's a number. You know, a beauty yeah, and, beauty. It and I can matter. say your um, edgy photography was like one of the, uh, first of its kind, I saw them plus uh, size models. Um, like you started doing editorials on Beauty Plus Power, I think, before any other websites were doing editorials and um, Luscious Calendar. So you're kind of like a trailblazer in that area. Yeah, I, I mean, I, and I'm glad to do that. Because, and I'm glad people are starting to pick up the thread because, as I said, I think it's it's really silly to, to judge people and pigeonhole, oh, plus size has to be this horrible, bland, commercial-looking because it's it's a devaluation of of the whole fashion industry by by saying oh you're big you're not worth you know. But when you do tests, you're not able to do that type of stuff, right? It depends on on the market. I mean, like for instance, for Brand or Orange County, they do want a more commercial look because that's who their clients are. Whereas when mm-hmm. I shoot for like Wilhelmina in New York, they like the edgy stuff because oh. they have a lot of European clients. So you have to, as a photographer, you have to to kind of if you're doing tests and working with agencies, you have to know what kind of pictures each agent wants for their market, because that's the whole point of the pictures is to get the girls' work. That's right. why they're paying you. So you need to know which market wants which kind of pictures. So you've been in front and behind the camera. So what are some tips you can give to some of our listeners to ensure, or ensure a great photo shoot? Um, relax. 
first of all. It should be fun. I mean, I know there's some photographers that, that make girls nervous. I've heard horror stories and everything. I am not one of them. <laughs> um, I'm pretty ridiculous. My whole crew is pretty ridiculous. We're pretty fun. But one of the things you can do, I mean, you've either got the face or you don't. I mean, mm-hmm. and you can be incredibly pretty in person and just not be photogenic. I see that many times. Mm-hmm. But if you do have a photogenic face, the best thing you can do is practice the poses. Watch models who are working a lot, like Ivory uh, Calber is a very good poser. She knows mm-hmm. how to move her body. She's aware of her angles. She knows how to use her hands. Mm-hmm. A lot of times models are very awkward with their hands, and that shows up in the pictures. It's a, it sounds totally ridiculous to stand there in front of a mirror and just do these poses over and over again, but you get it so it's a repertory. So you have like 5, 10, 15 moves that you can just do because I work with models and I, I tell them, like, okay, put your hand on your hip, stick that leg, turn your knee in a little bit. But a lot of photographers just stand there, and that mm-hmm. can be really unnerving for, for new models. So it helps if you have a repertory of poses that you can just go boom, 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 and give them that, and then hopefully they'll give you some feedback. And I know uh, another thing about your photography, you don't rely on um, heavy Photoshop. So no, no, I know some no. people will do things and be like, oh, we could just Photoshop it. Don't worry about it. You know, but, again, I started when I started, there was no Photoshop. It was film. So you had to get it right. You had to know what you're doing with lighting. You had to know how to meter. You had to know how to expose. Um, so I, I, and I also think, aside from that, I think that a lot of the images that they so retouch in these magazines, and they're starting to even do it in movies and stuff now, it just sends out a bad image to women in general because even the models themselves don't look that good. And so how is your average woman who's looking at this magazine going to feel about herself when she sees these completely poreless faces, not a hair, not nothing? I mean, they've gotten to the point where it's like glass. They don't even need real models. They can just do it on the computer, and it's probably (laughs) going to come to that. But that doesn't bode well for for the self-esteem of your average woman. Right. I can tell you any kind of photo shoot without Photoshop is still you got a lot of light going in there, you got a stylist, you got hair, you got makeup. It's a long, arduous process to get these pictures that women look at on a daily basis all the time and it gets into their heads and they start thinking, But I I don't look like that and then you mm-hmm. add the photoshopping in where there's absolutely nothing wrong anywhere and I just think it doesn't send out a good message. So I'll take a zit out because zits, you know, they happen. Right. <laughs> they do right. Zit as I have, but I am not gonna completely restructure somebody's body or you know, <laughs> cut the heads off one girl and put it on another and I mean right. they I hear about this stuff and it's no, so I, I won't do that. So do you ever cast models for projects and if so, how could our listeners apply? Um, yeah, a lot of my smaller clients often ask me for recommendations because they know that I have a good eye for, for models. So prospective models who are listening, you can email me small, please, Lord, small files or, <laughs> or, or link. A, link, a link to uh, my email, which is modelmuse, M-O-D-E-L-M-U-S-E, at AOL.com. And uh, give me your stats, which is your height and your dress size, your bust, waist, hips, and shoe size. And uh, I'll keep you in mind. Well, and now you said early in the interview you prefer to work with agency reps. So would you take a submission from a um, non-rep girl? I would for for a client because sometimes the clients, especially if they're starting out clients or they're small and, and don't have high budgets, if I like them, I will work with them. And, and often they can't afford agency girls because right. agencies take money both off the models and off the client size. They get double they get double booking off that. So. Um, a lot of times some of the small clients would prefer models that aren't signed. 
So mm-hmm. I, I have a little stable of, you know, agency girls and non-agency girls, depending on what the client wants. Okay. So do you have anything new coming up we can be on the lookout for? Well, I just shot a beauty spread for uh, Plus Model Magazine. It'll be in the February Valentine's Day issue. I did it with Artemis and uh, my mm. model friend Audrey, so you can look for that. And um, I'm working on writing a book about serial killers, but that has nothing to do with models. So, well, with that, <laughs> where did that come from? <laughs> uh, Dexter meets Clueless. How's that? <laughs> Wow! So you're an author as well. Yeah, I'm starting. I'm starting to write. I, I did the uh, last month. They had the NaNoWriMo, which is write a novel in a month, basically. And I thought, wow, I wonder if I could do that. So I did. I've written scripts before, but I've never written a novel, and I and I did, and it got me kind of into the writing bug. So I'm wow. also writing a novel too. So you're just a creative person all around. I am. That's, I, I've never had a real job, and that's probably why I am hardly rich either. But you know what? I'm having fun in life, so I and don't happy. care. I'd rather be happy. Exactly. I would rather be having fun, being creative, and putting out a message that helps people than sitting there behind a desk collecting a paycheck and getting an ulcer. That's, that's here, here. <laughs> so tell us your official website and how we can go about booking you for a photo shoot. Okay, my website is www.delanophoto.net. There is also a delanophoto.com, but that's not me. It's actually another photographer. I was so horrified. I was like, who is this imposter? So really? Definitely, yeah, I know. I couldn't believe it. It's mostly wedding stuff, so if anybody by mistake goes there, they'll be like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> There's and no spell it so everybody can uh, so, know how to spell it. Right, it's it's a d e l okay w w w d e l a n o p h o t o dot net. And so to book you for a photo shoot, you can do what? And then what? my my email is on there, um, but they can also the best way to get a hold of me is email. It's uh, again the model muse m o d e l m u s e at aol dot com. Well, all right. The interview is complete. Now, that was painless, wasn't it? Yeah, that was. Are we still on? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yes, I survived it. I hope I didn't sound too moronic. No, you did excellent. I just couldn't think about Brady Bunch episode. You know the Brady Bunch episode where they all get on TV and the red light comes on and they all just stare? I can't say anything. I was like, that's so going to be me. No, no, you are excellent. So thank you for being a guest on the show tonight. All right. Thank you, Sinise. I'll see you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So that was Leslie Delano, a fabulous photographer in the Los Angeles area. So um, make sure you check out her website. And um, she also travels, too. She also shoots in New York, so make sure you check her website to know when she's traveling. So up next is Chantel, brash, blonde, and blinged. After dedicating years of her precious youth to fraternizing with the world's coolest celebrities, partying with rock royalty, and stalking her husband-to-be, Mr. Robbie Williams, as well as being co-host and producer of Australia's highest-rating radio show. She decided it was time to put another feather in the fedora, drawing inspiration from years of red carpet parties and award nights facing the constant dilemma of finding that elusive perfect fit. She turned to her other great love, fashion, and started her own 
uber glam label, Little Mama. Little Mama takes the styles and trends that the everyday real woman that the everyday real woman aspires to and makes it attainable. Size like age is just a number, and all women, regardless of their size, has the right to be beautiful. This fashionista, stylist, producer, and Aussie radio regular now gallivants between Sydney, Australia, and L.A. So let's welcome Chantel to the show. Hi, are you there? Hi, Shanice. How are you going? Good. Thank you so much for being with us this evening. Thank you for having me. So your background is in radio. So tell us about your show, and are you still on the air in Australia? Yeah, yeah, we're on Christmas break at the moment, so uh, we go back pretty soon. But, um, yeah, it was a, a great starting base for me, I guess, before I actually sort of started my fashion label, and it was a big inspiration behind why I started the label. So, yeah, we do a really big show here in Australia. It's the number one rating show in the country. And, you know, after doing that for nearly 10 years now, it just kind of seems like the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so what is the plus size scene like in Australia? It's it's interesting. It's nowhere near as accepted in, in this country as it is in America, which is a, a real shame. Like, I mean, 65% of Australian women are a size, um, a US size 14 or bigger. So we do have a really big plus size population. However, the designers aren't so... Uh, aren't so accommodating when it comes to looking after those women. So it's a, it's a kind of very new thing here in Australia and it's nowhere near as accepted as it is in the States. But that'll change over the over time. So, yes, you know, yes. we just keep doing what we're doing. So yeah. before, before starting your clothing line, Little Mama, did you have any experience in the fashion industry? Have you thought of before? No, 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 none of that. But I, I used to be a buyer and a merchandiser for a couple of um, fashion labels. Um, so I've always, and I had, you know, I grew up in a family that sewed, like a family of seamstresses and, and dressmakers and stuff like that. So, um, and always made my own clothes for, you know, different red carpet events and stuff like that. So fashion's always been around me, but I never did it sort of, you know, professionally until I sort of looked at the market and went, Hang on a second, there is a really big gap for, for bigger girls and beautiful clothes, especially in Australia. So, you know, wanting to create something that was really glamorous, that was, you know, the equivalent of a Dolce & Gabbana or a Versace, something high-end, good quality, glamorous, well-tailored, well-fitted, um, there was just a, a massive hole in this market um, in particular. So that was kind of the inspiration behind it all, really. So do you not have a lot of competition in Australia? Is is it just like a handful of plus clothing lines? It is a ha- it is literally a handful. Like there is literally, you know, a half a dozen dozen labels that that kind of cater for the plus size market, which is a real shame. I mean, Australia's nowhere as big as America, but there's still, you know, 22, 23 million people here, and when 65% of the female population are size 14 or bigger, and, you know, it's not predominantly being catered to, yeah, there, there is a real a real need for it. So why did you decide to cater to plus-size women? Well, I was, I, I used to be one myself, and I kind of, I edged on that, like, I mean, I was a size 18 for years mm-hmm. and could never find clothes to fit me, so I made all my own clothes, and it just, 
people would comment and, you know, and I just thought, well, hang on a second, if I can't find really, you know, hot stuff to wear, what are all the other girls that are either my size or bigger than me, where are they shopping? Where are they getting their clothes? Right. And so I researched it and it just, it sort of made sense to, to go from there. So, you know, being a bigger girl myself, um, at various times in my life, that was, I know what it's like to, to not be able to go out and feel really good in what you're wearing. And I think that any woman, regardless of what size she is, has the, the absolute God-given right to look fantastic, regardless of her size. So what types of clothing um, do you carry in your clothing line? Basically, um, the, the line that we carry at the moment is a fairly classic, a classic line. It, it's basically, it's a, a range of, it started off as a range of basics. You know, for me, it was like, I want a really nice pencil skirt. I want a really nice A-line skirt. I want a really great shirt. These basic things that are like must-haves in a woman's wardrobe. And when you can't find those basics, that seemed to me like a good place to start. And then, you know, the, the range has grown slightly. So it's, it's more of an evening range. It kind of, it'll take you through day to night. Just kind of, you know, it depends on how you want to put it together. But for us, it was about bringing a bit of a glamour element to it. There's not a lot of like really glamorous sort of clothes for, for bigger girls, for plus size girls to wear. So for me, bringing in like Swarovski crystal and, and those kind of high quality finishes and high quality fabrics is really important. So what are the sizes and price ranges of your clothing line? Well, at the moment, because all my prices are in Australian dollars, they're really good for the Americans at the moment because the dollar's so good compared to ours. But our basic stuff, it starts off at around um, $49 US and can go right up to $500-$600 US depending on the piece. Oh, okay. But you are in L.A. a lot, so do you ever come to, like, events in L.A. and sell it in person? Yeah, I do. I do. I've done um, the, the Style Festival in San Fran and L.A. a couple of times, and I've had a few um, fashion shows in the lead-up to Fashion Week um, in L.A. and always looking at different opportunities to kind of get into the the fashion market there and stuff like that. So, you know, the, the great thing about America is that I have the opportunity that there is such an acceptance already um, for plus-size women and for plus-size fashion. So it just makes sense to kind of, you know, go there and, and do as much promotion as I possibly can while I, while I am in the, in the country. So. so tell us about Little Mama Inc. and the services you provide. It's it's like a production company, I guess. Um, what it's uh, because you know, having worked in in radio for so long in the entertainment industry and all that sort of stuff, um, and music, it kind of fashion and music and entertainment all go hand in hand. So, you know, Little Mama Inc. is like a, a production company where I do styling for like video clips, photo shoots, um, magazines. Um, you know. I'm like a facilitator, I guess. People come to me and go, right, I need to get my product or get this out or do this. And so I can, you know, help put it together with different contacts that I have. And, you know, often um, entertainment and fashion go hand in hand. They're one and the same. So you, um, do you coach or you are more like a, a stylist and a groomer for them? 
All of the above. I do a lot of workshops with women who are looking at sort of um, a lot of styling workshops where they're looking at changing their look and personal shopping and all that sort of stuff. But it goes deeper than just what you wear. It's about how you wear it, the confidence. It's being able to find a style that suits your body type. Um, once you once you figure out what suits your body and you understand your body type, you can literally lose pounds in the you know as long as you mm-hmm. choose the right style for your body. So. That's a really big thing that we do and that carries through on, on the Little Mama website as well. It's like a virtual community where women can kind of go and educate themselves on how to wear things, how to understand their body type and, and dress to, to look as, as you know fabulous as they can. So you are also the international fashion editor for Plus Model Magazine. <laughs> so tell us yes, about the Oh look, I'm I'm those girls are amazing. I you know, it was such a crazy story. My first trip to LA a couple of years ago and I did a show and one of the fantastic models that modeled for me, Suzanne, she's a, a contributor to Plus Model Mag and yeah. um she wrote an article about my label and then I got in touch with the gorgeous editors, Maddie and Valerie and had a mm-hmm. chat to them and started writing for them and then they loved what I did and I loved working with them and so they gave me a promotion at the end of the year last year and so here I am, international fashion editor for an American <laughs> magazine, not bad for an Aussie girl. Right. Um, you know, it's very exciting and it, it is a great pleasure and it's a great honour to be able to have, you know, they have so many readers, they're so revolutionary in what they do for the industry and you know having a public vision like that to be able to sort of support plus size women and plus size models at the same time right. it's just an absolute honor and a privilege to work on and it's it's you know it, I'm, I'm chuffed I'm so excited to be able to to be able to you know come back for another year as the international fashion editor and, and hopefully contribute more and help other women out there feel fabulous about themselves yeah, you have some great articles um, every month in the oh, magazine. thank you. So thank you. How can someone apply to model for your clothing line? Basically, what I do when I'm in shows, when I do shows um, in the U.S., I will put out casting calls on my website on Model Mayhem. I'll let Plus Model know and other sort of sites that, and I just basically, MySpace, our little mum MySpace has been great for that, and I just basically put casting calls out going, right, I'm doing a show in LA or New York or San Francisco, and I need this many models, and and so, you know, um, and a lot of the women on my database who join, you know, become a member of my website, I also keep them posted on any shows that I do, and um, they're the first to know about any modelling opportunities that come up. Now, what about Plus Models in Australia? Do you ever do um, shows there? You know what? It's not like we're not as lucky as you guys here. You know, it's a very, very small market for plus models here in this country. It's still uh-huh. a very new thing. You know, we don't, there's probably two or three agencies in the entire country that actually even look at doing, um, you know, any work with plus size models. So it's still very new in this country. It's still a very, very small niche market and there's a lot of competition. Um, and it's just, it's not as a developed industry as it is in America, which is another reason why, you know, I've had some of the most amazing models in my show. Maggie B, who, you know, was on Tyra Banks, um, mm-hmm. American top model, and Suzanne, and, you know, I've had these girls that have worked for everyone from, you know, Wilhelminas to 
um, Kayona and you know Izizi and all of those great labels in the states, and they've modelled for me in my clothes. So, so all of your I fashion don't get that shows, caliber. all of your fashion shows have been in America, then. Typically, yes, my, like ninety percent of them are done in the US. Australia's oh. not ready yet. Australia's <laughs> not ready yet. <laughs> We're a little behind as far as that's concerned. So, do you have anything coming up we can be on the lookout for? Yeah, look, there's there's going to be some big changes over the coming months. I'm about to um, do another couple of trips back to the U.S., so there'll be more ranges. There'll be a new range of, um, like, a new line of hosiery for plus-size girls, which will be fantastic. I'm really excited about that. There'll be some lingerie added to the site, and there'll be some sort of cool new products that are definitely targeted to plus-size women. Um, so, you know, over the coming months, there will be some um, some cool new stuff on the site ready to buy. And it's in Australian dollars, so it's like half the price for you guys, which is great. So um, tell us your official website where everyone can check out your clothing. Everyone can go to www.lilmama.com.au. Don't forget the .au. Or you can check me out on MySpace, Lil Mama. Um, we're on MySpace and Facebook as well, so um, you'll find us. It's not too not too hard, but there'll be lots of new stuff coming in the new year, and you know everyone can always keep updated with what we're doing through Plus Model Mag as well. Well, cool. Thank you so much for being on the show this evening. It was Thank great you so much for having me. It was great to talk to you, and hopefully uh, when I'm in L.A., we can catch up. Yes, please let me know when you're here. <laughs> Oh, well, have well a great see, happy new year. You too. You too. Okay, and congratulations on your show, and thank you so much. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks, Denise. Bye. So that was Little Mama, and make sure you check out her article in this month's Plus Model magazine, as well as her clothing line. So last, but definitely not least, is Lindsay Hollister. She moved from Columbus, Ohio to Los Angeles to pursue a career in film and fashion. Almost a year later, she was cast as Christine Banks in Fox hit show Boston Public. After four episodes, David E. Kelly submitted Lindsay for Emmy consideration in the category of Outstanding Guest Star. This led to numerous other guest appearances on such shows as ER, Strong Medicine, Any Day Now, Popular, and the opportunity to originate the character of Susan Adamson on NBC's popular daytime series, Days of Our Lives. Since then, Lindsay has continued to guest star in television, having gained most recognition for her roles on Nip Tuck, Law & Order SUV, Joan of Arcadia, Cold Case, Big Love, Desperate Housewives, Scrubs, and My Name is Earl. Recently, Lindsay has finished working on three feature films back-to-back and filmed a role opposite Steve Carell and Anne Hathaway in the Warner Brothers film Get Smart. So let's welcome Lindsay to the show. Hey, Lindsay. Hey. (laughs) How you doing? I'm good. I wish that I had you around at all times to introduce me like that to people. You know what? When I read your bio, I was like, I didn't know you did all this. I'm impressed. 
Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I'm I not had sure. No that, idea. It sounds really good when someone says it like that all at once, but <laughs> it's been over a period of time, but uh, thank you. <laughs> so when did you decide that you wanted to pursue acting professionally, and how was the transition to L.A.? Um, great question. I honestly don't remember there being a specific moment that I said I'm going to do this. It was more of just, this is the only thing I want to do. Um, I got into plays in high school, and I had a really great theater program, um, you know, which is why I'm a big advocate for the arts, because if I, if I didn't have that, I don't know where I'd be right now. Um, I went to college. I knew that I wanted um, to know what I was doing before I came out here. But, um, you know, there just really wasn't a, a time that I decided. I just sort of knew, um, which is kind of weird. But... Um, the transition was good. Uh, I was really lucky that I was able to get an agent right away and work pretty pretty quickly. Um, and when did you move to L.A.? Uh, in 99. Okay. And it's going to be my 10-year anniversary. <laughs> wow. I know. I know. It's, it's, really, it's really been the fastest 10 years of my life. I can't believe it's been that long that I've been here but um so you know it was exciting it really was to come out here and um and then of course to do Boston Public to be my first job was yeah. was really phenomenal so so did you ever hesitate or doubt yourself about your decision of becoming a professional actress because of your size um, not in the beginning. I would say much more now. <laughs> now yeah. that I know the business. Um, I It's not a matter of doubting my ability that I um, am an actor. And mm-hmm. it's difficult to say that. I think, uh, you know, especially in Los Angeles, and right. you know, saying I'm an actor is almost like a dirty word. You know, people kind of give you a look like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and you're like, you're like, it's okay. I actually have worked, but um, in the beginning, I honestly, I think, and what fueled me was naivete. You know, which I was glad, um, but I was confident. I, I knew there was nothing else that I wanted to do with my life, and I, I and I did know I was going to be obviously not as easy because of my size. I knew I was a character actress. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was aware that there was not a lot of people on, you know, on TV shows and movies that looked like me, right. but I, it, I, I thought, I thought there has to be a place for me. Um, I think now being, having been in the industry, I see just how bad it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always that, you know, would I work more if I wasn't plus size? And I think, I think every plus size actress, you know, questions mm-hmm. that when, of course, when they see, you know, other people, you know, getting jobs 10 to 1 of what, you know, of what it's available, you know, it's availability, you know, basically. Right. So, despite, yeah, there's always doubt. <laughs> but despite the odds, you've accomplished a lot as an actress. So do you still feel there's a lack of positive roles available to you? Um. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I um I can't even begin to, you know, describe on how I think it's a crime that there's not more of a variety of roles. And it's, you know, I I always say to people, I mean, I love, 
you know, the pretty people. <laughs> I love looking at Kate Winslet and Brad Pitt. You're pretty and, too. And Angela, well, yeah, I'm saying I guess the 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 very, you know, the what Hollywood defines as right. Right. perfection, you know, as, you know, Scarlett Johansson and Angelina Jolie is what is considered to be, you know, a star. A leading um, lady. Exactly, a leading lady. Um, but I feel like there is, it's so much more interesting when you, you know, can see a character actor in a TV show as a regular. It doesn't have to be the lead, you know, but to throw in, you know, a little bit of flavor. I, I, I've, I've received emails from all over the world of people going, you know, it's just so nice to see someone who's not a stick figure. And I don't know why Hollywood doesn't get that or doesn't hear that is if it's like, if it's that they don't, know that people really do want to see some diversity or if they do and they just continue to ignore it but yeah there's a it, there's a huge lack of roles and uh you know if i always say when i meet writers i'm like you know come on write some stuff guys because it'll be noticed it really will people perk up when they see plus size actresses right. i mean it becomes a it becomes a talking point about the the show or the episode or the movie um for, for, that's been my experience anyways so have you ever been criticized by the plus community for a role you portrayed in a project? Yes. They hate me. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's it's a really great question, um, because uh I was surprised because a l yes, the majority of the roles that I feel I've been lucky enough to play have dealt with weight. Um but for me, I have not taken roles that I feel are completely derogatory or, you know, the the butt of the joke, you know, the fat person bends over and we all laugh. Uh, even though the characters have, you know, have this as an issue, it shows, I think, the struggle. Um, I think it shows what it, you know, is like for somebody to be dealing with this and hopefully you know i feel like there's a better message at the end of what you know i've done but the plus i and i understand because the the plus size community is just so desperate for you know uh, a movie where you know the the fat girl or guy is the love interest and it's not talked about the fact that they're fat you know it's just that they are you know living their life like we all do and it's not, you know, a core issue, but that's just not being written. It's just not out there. So I understand their frustration, but I also honestly have been hurt by some of the, you know, comments and the feedback that has filtered its way back to me. I, I mean, I, I stay away from message boards because I'm scared, <laughs> you right. know. I mean, I definitely have heard just for some other friends who have gone on the sites have said, wow, you know, I mean, I actually had somebody um, say something really horrible that I was like the mammy of the fat community. And yeah. I couldn't believe, uh, yes, and I couldn't believe that, 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 that there, she, there would be that much hatred for what I've done because I've had so many people write me, um, especially like after Nip Tuck where I played, you know, a character who wanted to have a lot of plastic surgery because she was unhappy with how she looked and she was going to her high school reunion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yes, like you dealing, yeah, you know, plastic surgery, but to me it was like at the end it showed like it's not worth going through that to what it does to your psyche. But sometimes people just don't, 
see that or they, they only want to see, oh, here's a fat girl and we're talking about the fact that she's fat. So, yeah, I mean, it's it has surprised me what I've heard, what I've heard from people. But I just want to, you know, to me, I try to say anytime people talk to me about my career is that, uh, listen, I turn down this, I turn down stuff that I think is really, really, you know, terrible. And I would never do anything where I didn't feel that there was some sort of positive message, you know, at the end well, of the day. Do you think any girls have that same pressure? Because they can do all kind of things and be a well-rounded actress. Exactly. I, I don't. I think that you, because I think that the deal is is that we are a niche and we're dealing with a niche community. A community. You know, I I don't know. I don't think that there's as much of a concentrated web community. The web, you know, the internet has really changed a lot of things because people really feel like they can sit, you know, at their computers and sign and say whatever they want, you know, and, and hide not their first, their yeah, and, identity. Exactly, and not think that it affects you know like. Um, you know, the Internet Movie Database, the IMDb, which is a huge community for the industry, uh, you know, people can make, write comments and messages. And, you know, I do see that because I'm on that website. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's important to be, you know, it's a huge thing for uh, to have your information up there because casting directors and producers and whatever right, look right. on it. And I'm like, you know, you're writing this stuff about a professional, somebody who, you know, and then somebody who's a professional maybe, you know, looking at reading this. And, right, right. Yeah, and people, but, you know, you, you, and, you know, and we all know that there's a huge hatred out there for, you know, fat people or plus size. And, right. um, you know, I don't understand it because I, it's the same thing. I don't understand people hating gays. It's like it doesn't mm-hmm. affect your life. But, uh, you know, it happens. So, but, yeah, but, you know, to get back to the question, I was more I, – I, I expected it. I expected criticism from people in general just going, oh, she's fat or what is she doing on TV. But mm-hmm. I didn't expect it from the plus-size community. Right, so, um, but supporting you. Exactly. But I have to say there's been a ton of support. There really has. I mean, I, I'm talking about the, you know – the na- the naysayers, but there has been a lot of support. But you know, like I said, I get it. They want they want to see something really positive, right. and I really wish that and we that do I, too. Yeah, we do too. And and I, I really wish that I could give that to them now. You know, I really right. wish I could give them. You know, my big fat Greek wedding with somebody who's really fat. You know, and like and who had you know gets the guy and you know lives a great life. I I honestly wish I could give that to them. And and you know. Uh, right now, it's it's just not out there. So you were submitted by David E. Kelly for Emmy consideration in the category of Outstanding Guest Star. So yeah. is that the same as an Emmy nomination? Explain <laughs> how that works to us. You've been reading my bio. Um, <laughs> no, it's not the same, actually. Um, but you know what? It was a, a huge honor because... Yeah. What happens is the the televi- the producers of the TV show will submit to the Academy mm-hmm. of Arts and Science, Television, or whatever it's called. Uh, they will submit who they think you know did outstanding work on their show, and from that list, the Academy will nominate people, and then from the nominations, that's you know there's another voting you know that goes into it, and then that whoever wins. And it was really a surprise when I got the phone call because, especially in the first season of Boston Public, there were so many amazing performances and people who, you know, were on the show. And um, and I just was really honored that David thought of me, you know, for that. But, you know, unfortunately, the outstanding guest star um, 
has Emmy has become uh, you know, all all name people. Mm-hmm. Um, it really does not go to the, you know, what yeah, I like to call yeah. the the no name actor that you've seen but you don't you know, it's really kind of going to now, you know, stunt casting, you know, when they put mm-hmm. a celebrity, you know, on a TV show. Um, and it's not to say they don't do great work, but I feel that it's more even more a sign of the decline of you know, the the good working actor. You know, it's like, you know, 10 years ago, nobody really knew the cast of Friends, right. you know, except for Courtney Hot Cox, I think, had done some stuff. But they were all no-name people, and then they became, you know, they were, had an ability to, to work on the show. And now, you know, 15 years later, I guess it's been even longer, since, you know, early 90s, now you look at TV shows, and they've got at least five movie stars in them, you know. Right, right. So it's getting harder. But, yeah, so it was it was basically him putting it up to the Academy, say, you know, for consideration. They chose not to nominate me, but we won't hold that against them. <laughs> right, well, that's still a great accomplishment. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was really nice, especially from somebody from like David E. Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's he's done a little television. <laughs> so little. Do, you, do you have any future plans to create your own projects, the ones for plus-size women? Well, you know, uh, that, thank you for asking that because actually, you know, that kind of, comes on you know what we've just been talking about but the answer is yes actually um yeah i've been telling you for a while <laughs> i know i know you know we you know you and uh you and i are very motivated women but you know it's a long process um y- yes i actually started writing screenplays about three years ago um i i you know i'm very well aware that there you know every act they say there's every time you walk into a starbucks you've got 15 actors with a screenplay on their laptop you know um and i am aware of that but i i kind of started slowly and um uh submitted to contests and and got feedback and kind of you know kind of learn that I do have a knack for it. I'm a very humble person. It was very hard for me to talk about, like, I mean, you know, whatever. Like, I'm not saying, like, I'm fantastic, but uh, I think that you are. Well, no, thank you, sweetie. I'm seriously, you're gonna, I'm gonna make you follow me around and <laughs> and introduce me to people. But no, I, I think it's like it's the same thing with acting. You have to be, um, you have to put yourself out there, and you have to really listen to the response. It's you know, if if I had been out here for ten years and never really booked anything or done anything, I think I'd kind of you know, and I, if I had the opportunity, I think I'd have to kind of say, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? So it's the same thing with writing. But um, absolutely, I, I have written um, everything I write has plus size characters, not just characters that I would love to play, but you know, full round, well, you know, well rounded characters, no pun intended, you know, who, you know, like who, like I said before, you know, are living their lives like we are, you know, and. And uh, not, you know, like I said, it's not the object of, uh, you know, the joke or, or, you know, whatever. So my 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 biggest goal right now is I I would like to write and produce an independent film, you know, hopefully next year because you, with with the economy and everything that's going yeah. on, uh, independent film actually will thrive a little bit more because people will be more likely to invest in you know cheaper films than like you know for. $40 million films. Wow. So I'm hoping to do that, but also continue to to write and submit, you know, to, you know, I just actually submitted a script about uh, about kids at a, a, a fat camp 
to a, a contest. And, yeah, it's pretty funny, you know, like, you know, because you have to not make everything so serious but kind of explore the issue of of weight in America because uh, I tell you, the, the media does like to talk about it, so I don't know why we're not doing more film and television about it. Right, right. Well, just don't forget my part in there. No, <laughs> never. Are you kidding? I always write the the fabulous, sassy uh, diva role for you. <laughs> oh. But you know what, though, you always look better than everyone else, though. So we might have to. I might have to give you like a hooker role or something, so you don't outshine everyone. I'll give you the hooker with the heart of gold role. You know. Oh, my mom is listening and having a heart attack. I'm oh, kidding. I'm kidding, mom. I'm kidding. It'll be like Halle Berry, like. We'll, we'll make sure she wins her Oscar for it, right? <laughs> so do you have anything else coming up we could be on the lookout for? Um, You know, actually, unfortunately, not right now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Get Smart is actually on DVD or Blu-ray. Um, so I, uh, I really actually um, love this project because, back to what we were talking about before and the plus size community is this was my gift back to them because uh, for anyone who has not seen the film, it's actually a pretty size positive um, little role that I do. And I kind of, I get to dance with Steve Carell opposite Anne Hathaway um, and have a lot of fun and kind of, you know, I get to do a little, you know, screw you to the skinny girls. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I love, I would love it if people, you know, who haven't seen it, either rent it or preferably buy it today. Right. It just came out late last year. So that's it. And then the, you know, and the writing. I'm really, you know, basically, if right now, if the industry isn't presenting anything that I that is right for me, then I have to create it myself. That's yeah, that's my that's mentality. Right. Yeah. You know. So tell us your official website, and if anyone is interested in booking you, how to do so. <laughs> Call me right away. I'm obviously uh, the schedule is wide open. Um, uh, uh, my website is actually lindsayhollister.com or .net. Either one will bring you there, and that's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, and then H-O-L-L-I-S-T-E-R. Um, it is actually, I do have to say, under construction right now because uh, a fan actually who lives in Tennessee who's fantastic uh, asked me if I, you know, she'd like me to redo it or if I would like her to redo it. And I was like, hello, yes, that'd be great. So she's doing a great job as she has the site's up, but not it's not detailed yet. Mm-hmm. So keep checking back, I would say. And as far as any bookings, um, email me at lindsayhollistermail at gmail.com. And that's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-H-O-L-L-I-S-T-E-R, mail, M-A-I-L, at gmail.com. Um, unless you're, you know, Steven Spielberg, and please call my agents at Bauman, Redanti, and Shaw. <laughs> and they, that might be a, a better route for, you know, somebody to go through. If you're, if you're a real producer, director, uh, you can find me on the IMDB, my agent and manager information, you know, because right. they, you know, like they don't really like to be bypassed in that whole, you know, right. <laughs> booking. They, want their they do. <laughs> they do. They want to know everything. So, 
so yeah, you know, you can find me all over the internet. Just put my name in, and and you'll find the criticisms and hopefully the praise and all that stuff. So. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you for being you and being fabulous and having the show. Well, thank you. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yes. So we will be on the lookout for you on on every major TV show that's on. I am on reruns quite a bit. Yes. Yes. You, <laughs> you can you can usually find me Law and Order, Special Victims, you know, always re airs. I think it's re airing actually Friday and uh you know, I'm T N T or, you know, any cable show, basic cable show I'm I'm usually on it. So well, Which I'm I'm lucky, yeah. They the 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 T V shows kind of live in, you know, syndication, which is nice. So. Right. Well cool, well thank you and stay thank in touch. You. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. I'll talk to you soon, honey. Bye. All right. Bye. So thank you to all of our guests this evening, the Blonde Bombshell Night, Leslie Delano, Chantel, better known as Little Mama, and Lindsay Hollister. Tune in next time, and we'll have more plus industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you, but to keep you connected. For more information about our show, go to our website at www.plusmodelmag.com. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, email us at guests at plusmodelmagazine.com to submit. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting Plus Model Radio. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.